Why Overstate a film was shot in front of a live studio audience? Welcome to Flyover State of Film. <laughs> we are back again. Coming to you from the past to the future to the past. I got my boys here tonight. We got some movie posters hanging up with Yusuf. I got TJ. I got Brian. How you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? I'm good. We... Have a, we had a big cliffhanger leaving from your last episode because I couldn't think of a movie, but now we got, we did get there, and I think we picked a good one, and you'll hear about that later. So anyway, I wanted to start off, we just had uh, the Dude, that was a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, it wasn't at the end of the last episode because we did pick something, but that was a one. <laughs> nice. All right, all right, all right. What did you all, what did you racists think of the Oscars? Oh man. Uh, yeah, so I'm tough. mad because they talk bat different and I don't I don't like what? Huh? Am I I got the beard and I got one of those stupid little hats. I didn't wear it, <laughs> but maybe I guess I should just yell and wave my arms like an asshole for a little while. Go viral. Uh that's it. it's so dumb. I didn't like, think it was like, and the guy. I mean, you you can't even take the dude seriously at all anyway, because the first thing he says is that he didn't see Paris. Like, oh well, then I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then all of his. I like. I like uh, sorry. I like that the video has subtitles. <laughs> and when he says, and when he says, marriage story, the subtitle says mayor story because he fumbled his words yeah. while in, during his <laughs> rant, and I laughed for like five minutes after that. I oh, think my funny, favorite dude. part was the moment where he's like fumbling to come up with another movie and he's yeah. trying to come up with something that's like Oscar worthy and the best he can do is Shazam. I'm so on a short circuit when he tried to think of anything but a comic book movie. Seriously. Uh, uh, Shazam. Shazam could have won. And also, at the same time, his entire background of his video is just women of DC and like, like anime can't... style shit. Yeah. Like, some it's anti. like <laughs> he's, a fucking, he's yeah. a fucking loser. Um, and anybody oh, and who collaborates with him is definitely a loser too. Oh yeah. Oh, they're a and bigger he, loser. Any other fat guy with a beard is a is an asshole for collaborating with him, you know, and with you know brown hair and kind of messy, and he oh, has and like he's a he's also a sexual background. Watch out yeah, anyone who looks like Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 
I saw the comments, and one of the ones that made me laugh the hardest was when he said that, oh, any other movie would have been better. Even Little Women. It's like, bitch, if Little Women would have won, <laughs> we would have gotten the exact same. Right, the <laughs> same know, rant. Just insert yeah. Little Women instead of Parasite, no doubt. And I like his reply. Like, I, I did go on to one of his Twitter's replies all after being viral. Like, it's no big deal. Also, I, there's nothing against Parasite. It was the Academy. Yeah, it was all about the piece of shit. First like, of all, you, I want to say that. Say foreign in your argument. Foreign, foreign, foreign. Like, uh, come on, guys. I will say this, uh, back to the Oscars, even though the Warriors are silly, uh, it is cool, though, that that did get a recognition um, from the Oscars, and the best movie did win this year. Yeah, Ooh, the uh, actual it, best film, which it, I didn't see. It, weirdly enough, if you do follow it, seems to be the one that played the least political game of the Oscars and still won, and usually that's not what happens. So I was like, that's really funny. Bong Joon-ho pulled that Cartman Land shit where he was like, I don't even want your award. And they were like, please take our award. Oh, God. Please acknowledge us. He was like, you know, this is just like a regional award. It doesn't even mean shit. And they were like, oh, God, I can't give it to you fast enough. I'm pretty sure. Just just have another one. I'm pretty sure at some point he got so sick of walking up on stage, he just kind of gave up. So when it got to Best Picture, he's just like, yeah. All right, I kind of knew this was coming. The last picture of the Oscars was him making his Oscars kiss each other. I saw that shit, and I was like, (laughs) fucking rules. (laughs) My wife wife sent me a meme. My wife. My wife. That it struck her, like, too close to the chest, because the meme said, everybody hanging out on Friday night, and me forcing my sims to fall in love. (laughs) And it's him just kissing the... (laughs) Man, that brings me... Um, I but I was when I, I I was watching it and I it was with a couple people and I was like, oh, it's not going to win Best Picture because he gave his Best Picture speech when he won Foreign Film and I'm pretty sure Bong thought the same thing. Like he gave the real like he was like I got director and Best Foreign. There's no way they're going to give me Best Picture no. too. He did not give director at that time yet. Either. Oh, he hadn't had it yet. No, he got uh, editing or not? Yeah, oh, okay, editing yeah. or whatever. Or either way, it was just play, right? original screenplay. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, funniest, it was the funniest part was when they gave a standing ovation to Martin Scorsese during this during Bon Jo's moment. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" He just said like, "Thanks to Martin," and everyone was like, "Yeah, Martin. yeah, you rule, Marty." And Marty is like, "I don't want the attention." Yeah, like I like Martin Scorsese sneaking in a nap during Eminem's song. He was like, "I'm gonna catch me a little nap." He's like, yeah, uh, I'm an old man, and I feel him. I get, I need naps. I, I was just thinking the other day, like I got myself off coffee and fuck it. I just like, just give me 15 minutes in the middle of the day. Let me lay oh. down in a dark room for 15 minutes in the middle of the day. Luckily, I, you know, I, I can do that sometimes. But That's why at work I schedule phone yes, calls and I just go into the small office and. Ten minutes before the phone call. Playing a dangerous now, game. I do. Uh, I think I say this every year. Probably said it last year on our show. That's was similar to this. Is I find it hysterical. Every Oscar night in the year, you have people who have seen like two or three movies, and then all of a sudden they're invested that night and become an expert. And then they go, "See, this is the problem with Hollywood." And it's like, what are you taught? Like, like, like it's that's me and TJ. I think. Is yeah. <laughs> I Paris not, it's the only best picture out nominee I think I saw, and I was like, yeah, that should win. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but not even um, like seeing them all. Just like who? Like they? Like why do you care now? 
to have a reaction. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are my... the type of people that get excited when like Stallone and Michael Bay make a movie together. Oh, well, yeah. So that's another good point. So I think we're all agreement the awards went well, although Adam Sandler got robbed. But uh, Stallone and Michael Bay are making a Escape from New York style movie together. I think that's a fucking awesome teaming. Is what do you this guys? in the Escape Plan franchise? Because he has a plan, a franchise about Let's escaping. See. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Cliffhangers. Damn, it's all over the place. I mean, Michael Bay is a competent filmmaker, but like, I. The likelihood that this is going to look like something I even want to see. I mean, maybe once it gets to DVD, but I'm never going to see it in the theater. No way. Never going to happen. I think he could. I don't know. The last, the last Michael Bay movie like gave me whiplash. I Which had a one? headache. Uh, the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds that was from oh, Netflix. Six Underground. Oh, oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch that, and that came free Fucking into my house. I still, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I'd say that's. Um, that that movie is crazy it's so much at the same time and you're like what the fuck is happening you're it's it's like having an out-of-body experience and your body's having a seizure like we're talking about so much at the same time (laughs) yeah folks are so bad uh yeah i don't know i don't think i'm excited about that okay so moving on uh knives out is getting a sequel that was big news today a lot of bad jokes getting made on Twitter. Oh, terrible, terrible. Oh, I, I made mean, a good. I, I made a solid joke. I said sweaters. Ah. Oh, shit, oh, man. <laughs> so That's the funny. thing about the movie that people remember, right? Yeah. I said, I said sporks. Terrible. Terrible. Anyway, that could be really fun if they. If this is my fears, hopefully Ryan Johnson. Wants to has another glut of unique characters and wants to write another thing in it to follow that detective around. Yeah, basically, I only want to see Benoit Blanc. I mean, I love the cast of Knives Out, but I don't want to see any of them in the next movie. I want a whole new cast of people. Yeah, and Benoit Blanc. That's all I. I, You know, it should be Benoit Blanc's story. I mean, it's it's going to be the hot movie that every actress makes. I want to be a character. Done like Knives Out, it can be about anybody in the cast. I don't care about that. But Benoit Blanc is the only character I want to carry over. I don't want to like tie it in the knives out. I, want, I, I would like I would like uh, for him. Yeah. I would like the two detectives to come back. They made good bouncing. That's fine, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I think... also would like the thing about like the person having a very specific bodily function. That's a plot point. I want that <laughs> to come back, and I want it to be farting. So keep that in mind, Ryan Johnson. That's a freebie. Make fart <laughs> jokes great. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, I completely agree with uh, Brian and Yusef. It's a great movie. There's like, <laughs> there's these crazy things that happen throughout it. I don't know. It's like one of those things. TJ, you're going to love it. I think you're going to really like Knives Out. All right. You can't so. take a break from hate watching The Dark Knight and, or, or watching <laughs> yeah. the Justice yeah, League uh, four times in one day because he won't get off yeah. the couch. Uh, I mean, he'll watch it when it's on TNT. So, Knives <laughs> uh, Out on uh, TNT. He's going to binge it. Yep. Okay, so there's a, a Knives Out isn't getting rebooted though, um, and there's talks they're going to reboot uh, Texas Chainsaw again. Uh, now, I'm sorry. 
what's different? The reporter is we're going to get what the fans want. The gruesome, the more of this. That's what all the that's They've what all, all been the like that. Were. They're all it's a well, fucking movie about chainsaw murders. How much more gruesome could you possibly make them? And, <laughs> the one thing they all leave out of though, like you can do, you could be as Rob Zombie is shown in the Halloween prequels. You can be. As Ooh, by the way, I watched Three from Hell. Hell. It sucked ass, guys. Yeah. Did it? Oh. Yeah. Gruesome as hell, but there's like there's a certain value of being a first at some point for what it was, for the shock value it was, for the time it was, and just like it it never really aged. So these movies that don't age, I never understand the reboots and remakes to them. Like those non-aging films, the movies that don't hit. But had a good premise. Yeah, you, you say non-Asian films. I support those. those are good. <laughs> well, and the thing is, Chainsaw even got one of the better remakes. The 2003 yeah. Chainsaw remake is good. decent, it's and the sequel's really pretty good. good. Well, the prequel yeah. is pretty good too. Like, and they didn't go for shock value. No, they just they made a just solid movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need to promise us anything crazy. They've done fine. everything. They've showed us the backstory. They've had the person be related to Leatherface like you can't there's just nothing left to do well, I also don't I don't know think, what people think there is to mine from this idea like they've pretty much sucked it dry I also don't think uh, Leatherface is as interesting as other slashers no like it's, it's not as I think there's something to be said about the whole idea of the you know him making the skin suit and stuff you know that's it's, a you it's know. never been as fun as like talking about Michael or Freddy or even to extent Pinhead or Chucky, like like you look at those the, the slashers. Yeah, Leatherface is like well, because, because Leatherface is only part of it. I think the whole family yeah. actually acts as the killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's because like, he feels he's the most iconic looking one, but really in reality yeah. they're all you kind of need all of them. And yeah. when you get the actual like background of him, like the why he does the faces and all that stuff, like that that starts in like the second one with Anthony Hopper or. uh Anthony Hopkins, Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, I combine those two guys. Yeah, they like, almost, they almost, you know, they try to make him sympathetic and you know, yeah, a little bit. It's also a joke at that point when the first movie is actual, yeah. like, other than some moments, and is is, you know, a little bit on the, the, so, the funny side, but still serious. So I want to make a point though about um, what I find crazy about not just horror reboots or reboots in general or remakes when these producers say. Oh, we're gonna go back to what do the, the like the makes to be more gruesome. This is not what the fans want, or like for comedies, like it's gonna be it's gonna be gay laugh out gag, disgusting. Like they loved in the original. I'm talking about Dumb and Number Two because that's not what we loved in the original, but that's what they thought. Why do these producers pick the worst traits of the movies to bring out? It happens all the time. They're like, that's what you loved. Well, okay. and I think I think they overestimate again, like. We, what we love is there though it's still there we all yeah. we still love it like there's not the people who really love chainsaw don't want the remake like you need to either make this for a new audience or you know i, I don't understand what they think you're giving us and chainsaw isn't even one of those ones that's a consistent franchise like friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street it's very stop start and very kind of like all over the place you know so it's not like it has a like a diehard fan base well, let's, let's think of the good ones. Let's think of the, the good remakes that actually worked. Like Fetty Dawn Alvarez is... Well, Fetty... Yeah, perfect. Yeah, Evil Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Fetty Alvarez... Uh, um, Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead. 
Like those type of things. Work. I would argue. I still think that the Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie is pretty decent, and we That's just talked about bad. the chainsaw, well, the first, the, the first minutes, chainsaw yeah. movie. First chainsaw. Those, those things work. They're just at different times and places to where like. I think that the Texas Chainsaw remake with Jessica Biel worked for its time, perfect time, like in between. And then at that point, you don't have they didn't go any sequels off that. They just started doing the prequels and all. Yeah, it's like a weird well, thing. They did like, a prequel and then they did a they rebooted it again. And then there's been one since then. I think that I haven't even seen. Yeah, I think and that was a rights holder again. That's it's I just think, it's bizarre. I think that was a rights holder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what's happening is like so clearly Platinum Dunes, who did all of these, did a dump onto Netflix because they're all on Netflix right now. Um, but I didn't know that. Like I just watched the Friday Thirteenth reboot and then the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, which terrifies me because idiots. Oh, I saw that one. Oh, idiots! Idiots! That's the worst one. Idiots are gonna be like, you know what I'm talking about, like. People are going to be like, oh, man, Nightmare on Elm Street. Why do people love this movie? It's terrible. I watched it on... He CGI'd his face. It's like, yeah. did you make I watched it? And it on that Netflix. was a good casting, too. I was like, okay, I'm into this James casting. And then they fucked yeah. it up anyway, yeah. Yeah, it was right after his Oscar nom for Little Women. <laughs> I think it's Little Women. Isn't it? The Little Hours, maybe? Oh, it's... uh Watchmen. No. Yeah, he got nominated for the Zack Snyder's Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut. Somebody got nominated for a Zack Snyder movie. They're not in here with me. Oh, give it that fucker an Oscar. <laughs> he went to the Tony Collette School of Acting. That's a great scene. <laughs> he got nominated for uh, Little Children. Little children, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Probably, or Nightmare on Elm Street, Little Children. Yeah, I think children. he was a sex creep in that one, too. And then I think so he played a pedophile like, on... Played that over. But that was casting. That's the worst one, uh, I think, of any of the remakes of the major people. Uh, actually, fuck it. The Child's Play one, also shit. Forgot that even happened. Uh, so that's coming out again. So I'm sure we'll talk about that movie when the trailer drops. And you could watch TJ's live reaction of uh, him going, oh, 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 I don't know. I don't really like remakes. <laughs> I'll be drinking during that. Well, I can subscribe. Um, so anyway. That content, baby. Content, content. Speaking of that, what's a fuck? what's a movie? Uh, this is, Yusuf has a question for us for first topic of the evening. Uh, what is a movie that you want people to shut the fuck up about. No, no, let Yusuf use the metaphor he used in the chat. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. This oh, will go well. How dare you release our, our production notes, Brian? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm a white man, and I'm very confident about what metaphors are. I, You know, <laughs> that's, that's what we do out here. <laughs> so I asked the guys, you know, um, especially in America, people get obsessed over certain things, and one of them is ranch dressing uh, see ranch fucking dressing everywhere in cheetos and in in um cookies and everywhere like it's literally everywhere i share the same opinion as you said ranch flavoring is everywhere and i low-key hate ranch like it tastes like ass um I fuck is happening right now i think but, there's a the thing is there's a a range of ranches that not all ranches are created equal yeah, <laughs> yeah. valley is the best listen yeah. you do not need to overpower 
everything with ranch. If you're going to eat buffalo wings and then just slather them in ranch, what's the point of the sauce? They're already just, slathered yeah. in something. Just, Come on. Ranch wings. Um, yeah. But – uh, but yeah, but that that's the metaphor that I wanted to use. Like, it could be something that you like because you know, fine. If, if, if there's nothing fine, else, but you don't understand why people won't shut the fuck up about it, right? It's like, just like <laughs> shut the fuck up about it. And the yeah. example I'm gonna use, just to set the tone. It's been a while since I've heard it, but I've heard it enough that it's buried in my subconscious. Um, and I see it every now and again when somebody goes like, what is an underrated movie that I have to watch? And there's always one asshole, two assholes, three assholes going, Sing Street. You have to watch <laughs> Sing Street. You're talking Street. about Joe. Shut the fuck up about You watch uh, one of the four Shut episodes up about of Sing Street. Me and Brian discuss Sing Street. I, that, that, the movie that, that tanked Joe's original podcast. <laughs> I, I like Sing Street. It's a fun Oh, movie. no. The tank that podcast was... Shut the fuck was, up was, about was, it already. At least the Snyder Cut himself doing Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, and I had no interest in talking about that. Oh, I actually like Romeo and Michelle. I'm not going to lie. He should have me on his podcast to talk about nothing it. Nothing against <laughs> Romeo and Michelle. It was fine conversa- It was a fine movie, but oh, bad conversation. Bad conversation. I was never asked to be on the podcast. Guys, breaking <laughs> today, we're reviving what you haven't seen that, but guess what? It's going to be with people. No, I'm with the the reason that we did Sing Street is because I was like that too. Especially when the movie was coming out, a lot of people, like indie people, were hyping it a lot. And I was just like, hard pass. It was too, I couldn't couldn't get into it. And much like you said, when I watched it, it was fine. (laughs) I get why people like it. I think one thing I said was if if I was 16 when this came out, I probably would have loved it. But like, I already oh, came I of age. I don't need this. I would have bought know, a guitar, like, and I would have been, like, <laughs> rocking with it. It's you know, a the good flock movie. Of seagulls thing with my hair back when I had hair. It's uh, a yeah, good my... movie, but it definitely got really fucking overrated. It yeah, was it was it's a lot. And, and a lot. and obviously we can, like, pick at the low-hanging fruit, which is, like, I don't want to say it, just in case. I'm not going to say it. That's just in case you guys have it. I love low-hanging uh, fruit. Yeah. TJ, what you... What do you want to shut up about? <coughs> Every single one of the Oscar nominees. <laughs> Just that's it. Little Women, Jojo fucking Rabbit. I don't give a shit. The whole thing is like, you like a movie, you like the movie. Stop attacking the people that attack your movie. Because you're not doing anything different than what they're doing to you right now. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Because... I don't know. We talked about this the other day. It's like not gonna. That's like, nope. Nope. That's a good point to you. Yeah, it's a weird. Just these. I I bet they're good fucking movies. But just because you fucking went to see them because they were nominated for the Oscar, stop fucking talking about it. I it's know. Bad honor. No, or you're like a I, film critic, and your whole personality becomes the movie that you like for like three months, like from the time it's in pre-release to when it comes out to when it hits DVD. Like your whole feed is fucking memes, and oh, and look at these guys. And then it comes award season, so you got to throw up pictures of the fucking yeah. all the guys from the Irishman hanging out together, and being like, I look at these kings and shit. Yeah, I don't want uh, you watch on a basis. I don't need to see you fucking suck the teeth of whoever made an Oscar-worthy film, for whatever reason they made a film. like Just just like films. Stop fucking doing it because you think you'll get likes for it 
or any type <laughs> of recognition. Be like, oh, she, they made a great fucking film. Like, I have to like that film. Don't yeah, do that. And, and watch movies before they're nominated. Be a hipster yeah. like me. I watched them before they were nominated. I'm yeah, cool. Seriously. Yeah. If, they, if you think they look good, why didn't you uh, – why hadn't you already seen them? Like, if they look so good to you, why did you wait to see if they – what got nominated? Somebody at work was telling me. It's like, oh, we always – me and my boyfriend always try to watch all the nominated movies. I was like, oh, I just watch the ones that I think look good and I don't sure. worry about what gets, yeah. what gets nominated. Like, like, I thought uh, – um, I have a couple more, but – my God, that was an amazing point. It's <laughs> <laughs> like one of those things where, like, come on, just, on it, pass up. Sorry, I just don't understand. Like, you, there's, I've seen these these people complain about not being able to see films throughout the year, and then as soon as Oscar season starts, they're just like, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've seen this, I've rented this. I'm just like, are you doing it for you at this point, or are you doing it for the moment in time? Just fucking watch movies, guys. I feel it's tough. Just watch them, but don't let it be your personality. Yeah, you don't know. You're getting paid no. for it. If you are not getting a paycheck, please shut the fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. No, I mean you can be you can be like Joe, like you want to catch up and you want to see what's what's all the hype. Sure. But it's not like, but Joe is not like. I have to watch them because the no. Oscars is on Sunday. It's like, no, you don't have like you. Have, or you, you have, watch like, them. I have to have a super strong opinion about them. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I have yeah. to hurry up and have an opinion. Like, if you're the last person on Stardust. Go ahead, keep doing it. I, <laughs> I, I, I per, like this year was the first year I've almost watched all of them since like 2015, and that's just out of sheer convenience of like. Oh, I'm homesick. I do sick. think like there was a decent crop of movies, and it was cool to see the right movie win, like we talked about. Like, yeah, every, right. every, everybody walked away with like a little bit of a better feeling last year. It was just like fucking Green Book. What? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm also with TJ in that point, and I'm so sick of also people like being like. This the wrong thing here. They they lost. What the hell? That's this. That's that's bullshit. And it's like. What are you what are you talking about? Like a foreign film one best picture, like like that's so unheard of. There's no injustice there. Well, if like, you're, we all know if dude, you're the pissed. cream rises. Like whatever movie is really actually good is gonna be the one that gets remembered. And like if like yeah. so Knives Out remembers the Oscar movies that suck, like they don't care. Like I, I think Knives Out is gonna be the one that fucking stands the test of time here. Like, yeah, where are all where are all my uh, King Speech fans out there? I'm I'm absolutely I'm like standing for the, Argo. Yeah. <laughs> this didn't get uh, <laughs> this didn't get Oscar nods, but I absolutely right now loved Uncut Gems. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was great. Like I, I can't wait to get the Blu-ray. Midsummer, get cinematography. Same with Midsummer. But like, I don't know in five years if that's uh, the one. Good Times is on Netflix, just dropped on Netflix. So if you want to yeah. watch the Safety Brothers first movie, oh check that out. Anyway, uh, huh. that that is – TJ, absolutely, it's nail on the head there. Uh, I'm going to jump into my pick. I'm just going to steamroll through as low-hanging fruit. All dogs go to heavens on crackle. Check that out, guys. <laughs> Ooh, that was too sad, man. I All the like, Land oh. Before Time are on, is on HBO Go. So if you got time, do it. So I want to fuck. I'm so tired of hearing about the Joker. Yeah, it's a low hanging fruit. I am so tired of hearing about the Joker. It it wrong. was 
it's at best a meteor mo it's at best a mediocre movie with a good performance. And, well, and it, it was such a fucking talking point before it even came out, too. Yeah. So, like, the discourse has just been stretched out about that movie for so long. Speaking of, also, speaking of, uh, like, we were talking about, like, this Oscar talk and whatnot, I recently listened to uh, a roundtable, one of those roundtables, and it was, like, all of the directors of the season. It was, like, Scorsese in there, and they're like, oh, what do you think? And he's famously the guy passed and this and that. And he was like, I just didn't want to deal with it. He goes, I went through all that commotion during Last Temptation of a movie being like, he goes, I just don't want I want to make what I want to make, what I'm comfortable making now. And I'm like, great. That's Scorsese's point. But the Dude, make another horror it's movie. It's, yeah, I would love for him to make another Shutter Island type movie, but... Dude, the the well, I it, recently watched Bringing Out the Dead, and that's that's fun. That's a, that is a I haven't seen that since yeah. it came out. I should revisit that. It's on Netflix now. I watched it too recently. Uh, it, uh, it anyway, Joker, and it's such a tired subject. We're talking about yeah, it now, yes. being tired. But even people's points of it, like I've actually haven't heard anyone when I ask yeah. why they like it, give me a good reason of because what our it culture did. needs. Joker. I just thought it was live in a society, fun. Joe. Like I was listening to that. I was listening to that roundtable, and Todd Phillips was the black sheep there because he didn't belong in that room of directors. <laughs> but, but, well, how? What must it feel like to sit I in know, the room I made a with Martin Scorsese when you made a blatant knockoff of his movie, and then you're sitting there acting like you deserve to even be in the same room as him? He, like that's got to be embarrassing, like, right? He was <laughs> like, he was like, it was a good talk, oh, and, but he was like, he acknowledged that that his movie was like that, but then he tried to tell, say there, he's like, well, it's not really a comic book movie, like. No, that's what pissed me off about the fucking Joker discourse ever. Everyone just decides to forget the fact that there is solid points of it being heavily into Gotham and the Waynes, and they show the pearls dropping. We're going to get that in the Batman, too. You know that, right? They can't do it. They have to do it. It's, They're introing a new Batman. They will not learn the lesson of Spider-Man Homecoming. Question, they will show the, the pearls. Is it going to be in the opening credits, an actual scene... Or flashback. flashback. Yeah, flashback. Or post Yeah, probably flashback. I gotta... flashback. And this time it's going to be it's gonna be different. They're just going to fall. Yeah, like no on the string and yeah, lay no. down. They're yeah, not going to scatter. I always like in the Zack Snyder verse where it's canon that she got blasted right in the face. Like Bruce Wayne didn't just see his parents get shot. He saw his mom's face get shot off. Yeah. <laughs> the pearls wrapped <laughs> around the The trip. pearls are wrapped around. I mean, that shit went off here. <laughs> I got to give Zack Snyder credit for that. So everyone just take a second and just clap for that. That was good. Grim. Very grim. So anyway, uh, I don't know if there's you... much... And on the Joker being just overly talked, overly done. Even fucking Joaquin was done talking about Joker. I've I've heard people talk about that Joker from like ten years from now. We're gonna look back and think about think about like we thought about Blade, to where like it just kind of like ignited a different like comic book culture, like where but the film. I films. think Logan did that. I don't. Think but that's what I was gonna ask. Joker did it. I think Logan God did it, that. Brian, we've already seen say. a couple instances. <laughs> Well, Brian interrupted. I was going to say, so out of those films, are you going to take the the one name things? Loker. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Loker. Jogan. Yeah. Jogan. 
Gabriella. That's a Joe Rogan biopic is coming out, man. <laughs> Jogan twisted. It's like you gotta think about that because James Mangold did it way before fucking Todd Phillips did it, and also made it way more like full of heart and actual feeling. Compared, like I, I, I'm a fan of the Joker. I think it's a good film. I'm not I'm not upset about it. I, I, I what it I does, st- what it got. I stand by. I think it's a fine movie that does not deserve all the praise that's I where think, i throw i just the think logan that. set the bar for these type of films as mm-hmm. of right now like the, the the standalone comic book like somber drama drama but also at the same time it's an action fucking film so there's no like leaving that out like yeah the joker does some fucking not so much action but there is some violence no. and it's, like they took the horror aspect but there's like those type of like single films as a base story with some type of background drama, vi- uh, horror, whatever it is, I well, think we that first. Well, my good friend, we will see it all be outdone by Morbius. <laughs> uh, I love that the whole idea of this is like movies we don't want to talk about. We end up talking about them more. We're like, now yeah. I'm going to do a 10-minute discourse on fucking Joker. I don't want to talk about it. Hey, <laughs> I don't like it. Hey, I don't man. like when people talk about it. They're the they're the fun one. They're the fun ones, and I just noticed your Powerline shirt, and I I do love that shirt. Give me a second thought, a second glance. Yeah, I got whatever it takes. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> Bop. So what are you, Brian, what do you want to talk about? But we're gonna talk about. Okay, um, this one it came to me in a dream. Oh, we're all very happy with Bong Joon Ho, and we love him so much. And I'm so glad that he made a good movie about class struggle. So maybe people will shut the fuck up about Snowpiercer, because <laughs> goddamn, is that an overrated piece of shit? That Man. is like a dumbass person's version of what Parasite's about. It's like you can only understand it if you see rich people in a train car, like if he walks through poor people <laughs> and then rich people back to back and then you have to be like ah oh, i see this is about class this is about the di-. it's just like oh. you can tell it's based on a comic Shit. book and it's like a fine whatever sci-fi action movie but it's yeah. just i i'm just sick of hearing about it and i know now that bong joon ho won every fucking film pete nerd piece of shit that thinks that they like want to have a conversation with me now is going to be like, oh, did you like Parasite? You should really check out Snowpiercer. He <laughs> tackles a lot of the same themes. It's got an axe fight in it. It's like, I, I'm like, yeah, we're about to get in an axe fight right now. <laughs> Dude. I fucking love that movie. Oh, my God. I know. It's, lots of people fun. love it. That's why I have to hear about it all the time. <laughs> you just reminded me of what I, I – this question – it just I have another answer after we just finish talking. Sorry, because that just that just triggered an actual non joke response. And he's a great everybody loves him is now cemented the fact that I'm never gonna have never gonna get to stop hearing about it. It's gonna be like I said, a thing that of pretentious assholes bring up to me all the time. Like I didn't like I I hate when people on Twitter talk to you about a movie they're like well have you ever heard of this it's like yeah dude i was in high school when it came out i saw it in the fucking theater so like, i'm not a child yeah man donnie darko is uh deep <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like uh, your mind bro i i fuck it I, okay that was my first introduction to uh the director so this point i think that movie is fucking incredible but I do understand what you're saying because now every time I go on Twitter, because he won the fucking best film director, 
everyone's like, you like that movie? You gotta watch Snowpiercer? And the host. And I'm just like, and I don't know that with Snowpiercer was popular watch the us first us. time when it like, hit Netflix yeah. and everybody who like discovered it. And I had already gone through it then. And it's like, ah. Uh, it's so I watch the happy. host. That's the only one that I haven't seen. Yeah. I, I, know. I saw the host, but I don't remember I it. it that well. I just, yeah. you know, just wasn't. I didn't crazy. really think Ocha that was that great. I, I was fun. So this is one before we before we get to the use of I just want to say one thing is reminding me of this topic and one thing that does drive me fucking crazy that I wish people anytime someone has success like a Bong Jong Ho and others is stop saying they should direct X property of more of any comic book movie or have a TV well, show. Direct Ant Man three now. I'd love to see what he do with Ant Man three. Fucking any, kill yourself. Any <laughs> one of them. Any one of them. Whether it's whether it's Florence Pugh, like if she won an Oscar, being like, she's already in Black she be, Widow. <laughs> shouldn't she be Black Widow? Shouldn't shouldn't um uh they, wouldn't they be a great Fantastic Four? No, she's Storm. Yeah, the the um, I'm thinking if I saw the other day, it was uh, <clears throat> it was uh, John Krasinski and um, his wife Emily Blunt, uh, Emily Blunt being like. Be like they'd be a great Fantastic Four, wouldn't that? I'm like, stop it, stop it. Just let people be in movies. That's actually pretty <laughs> tough. Jack Rayner, uh, uh, Florence Pugh. Uh, who's the other? Who's the creepy guy who's supposed to be Pennywise? We're not casting Ooh. Fantastic Four oh, right sorry. now. Sorry, sorry. Skargers. Skargers. Listen, it's no, just... the, the 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 kid with the, the mouth from. Uh, uh, um. Yeah. No. Uh. The kid from We're the Millers. Yeah, we are the Millers. Yeah, Will uh, Poulter. 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 Will, Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, anyway. He's in Midsummer. He's great in Midsummer. He's that drives me. I like when he pisses on the ancestral yeah. tree. The, <laughs> that, sister that, tree. That's like, drives, that's our ancestor. <laughs> drives me insane. Not every director wants to make a fucking comic book movie. They want to get paid if they do. And not every actor is supposed to be fucking perfectly cast for your comic book properties. Yeah, Sorry, that's what I want. Cast. What are some people that are bad casting in movies? Damn. No, what's your answer? That's pretty so, good, but I think we're talking about body type casting, right? Like, Yeah. It, I already said Sing Street. I shared it on Sing Street. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Speaking so, of the guy from Midsummer, he's in Sing Street. <laughs> so, TJ, what's your topic? It's Rogan Brother. Oh yeah, guys. So I I was just thinking because the movie we watched tonight that we're not gonna talk about yet, cliffhanger. We are going to. I'm th- I was thinking of what action star character does not fit the movie job they're giving in the film that they're in. So like for me, I'll start right off the bat. Basically, if anyone has this, I'm sorry. Anything The Rock is in, The Rock has a specific body type. He's a. That's my answer. Okay. That I would no, no, like, finish your thought, but I'm gonna say okay. So, so I'll skip right thing. So I'm gonna give this. All right, Bruce Willis in Looper. Now you get this. The beginning of the film, Brian Johnson, get a shift the show. I think Brian doesn't like this movie, right? No, I don't. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make uh, sense. Joseph Gordon Levitt no. is playing a young Bruce Willis, an agile fit pl- like player in the game. He's a mafioso fucking murderer for when they get sent back in time. Then you get a fat, oversized Bruce Willis playing that role at some point. He's not going to react fast. He's definitely had more drinks than he should have had. 
in these type of films. So all he has to do is supposedly sit and wait for a fucking person to get sent back in time and murder them blindfolded. And he fails. This guy is the worst person at his fucking job. And also, if you're going to be this type of like uh, serial killer, like be Michael Shannon in what was that fucking movie he did? The Iceman? The Iceman. Like be like a fit big guy who like fits the character of murdering. Bruce Willis, you look like... It's the character a, of murdering. <laughs> yeah, you look like a stepfather who's killing at least a 12-pack before you get home before 3 o'clock. Because yeah. that's what just Bruce the, Willis. What is yeah. the character of murdering, TJ? I really want to know. Yeah. Let's, What's let's the, expand on this. <laughs> You're not Bruce you Willis. You know what a murderer man. looks like, a big you know, buff dude. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Shannon in The Iceman. That's basically it. That's, that's my fucking logic on this whole thing. It's like Bruce Willis, he's bald. He's definitely overweight, so he's not doing anything fast. So that's the reason why his wife got murdered in Looper, and that's the reason why he shouldn't be doing the job he is. You're counting on me to remember a lot of things about Looper here. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. So, uh, so you said, follow what I was going to say with the character. Well, I have, a, I, have a, I have a few, but the one that even my wife and I uh, made fun of the other day uh, when we went to the movie theater because we like to see movies. Um, was they did the tra- they showed the trailer for Jungle Cruise, and that movie <laughs> is set in the 20th century, and The Rock is walking around like, like a bubble nobody of looks muscle. like. That. <laughs> no, he's just like, like, even a circus strongman. He's yeah. like high body type. Like just a strongman, we're just barrel chested. Yeah. Like the 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 fucking uh what is what are this called? I'm blanking. The suspenders. The suspenders are like holding on for dear life from from his shoulder. People didn't eat enough protein back then. Like you didn't just their animal meat was just not available in the way it is now for even get that fucking big. He cannot go. He cannot act in a movie that's past the 2000s. Like, he yeah, has to stay. Yeah, there are some <laughs> actors that just don't fit in, like, historical, like, in the past and period pieces. And I think The Rock might be one of them. <laughs> well, there's just a bunch of Lloyd Brons. <laughs> the craziest thing is, like, is, like, he doesn't fit in any fucking movies as any so i guess what they're doing is like so they do well, like in skyscraper they tried to like they they were like we'll, we'll make it so he only has one leg and that'll make him seem more human even though he's built yeah. like a fucking truck <laughs> they like so all those times they out in his like shirts and they're like oh he only yeah. has one leg skyscraper yeah. how is he going how is going to win this fight by just going like well that's yeah. just like but that's just like uh uh, like John Cena in movies too. Like he's also an Emmett, like a yeah. dumbly large human. He's like shaped like a triangle. He's yeah. like, like a Batman in Batman the That's Animated it. Series, where he's just a series of blocks. <laughs> little, yeah. little side question for you guys: Who's the last wrestler on film that looked like he deserved to fit in? That could fit in the realm of film. You know, well, what the I mean? king. The King. Because he played himself. What about Jared, Chris Jericho in uh, MacGruber? Jericho. Like, they're playing yeah. like elite special yeah. forces guys, kind of. Not too Kane, Kane in See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Like, yeah, because he's playing a monster. Yeah. yeah, you know. But, uh, like, the that's one... the thing. They're not playing regular people. They're playing no. monsters and giants. Chris Jericho no, okay. almost borderline could play a normal person. Well, <laughs> Kane's yeah. playing a Kane's playing a governor. What did he just pop up in? What was Jericho just in? I was oh he was in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, yeah, shit. you're right. He was. It sucked ass. It wasn't oh, good. Jesus. The other, the other one that I picked was uh Tom Hardy and Lawless. 
Like he plays a, uh, it was yeah. in the 1930s, and he's like a hillbilly type dude that's just selling moonshine, and he was getting Jack for for uh, Bane, and he's just so, like in a so cardigan, yeah, this... and he has like the neck, like he's just like all all the time like this. It was like, dude, like where are you lifting? What are you lifting in this movie? Yeah, so many layers. And also, the, the time of the film watching that, I was like, he has the perfect this for the character and the voice. And then everything underneath him, I'm like, I power lifter. Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? And so when he gets his ass kicked at some point in the film, he gets his throat slashed, you're like, no, I'm pretty sure you would have ate all those guys alive <laughs> in the film. So, like, those type of things, I'm like, the Rock again in anything like there's no reason unless you make him like a military, like someone who's in the military and then came out to find a regular job. Even, for, even military like, guys, like if you if you scan a military base, you find one or two that are like pretty one, jacked. Yeah, and also well, had no like coordination because if they were actually jacked and coordinated, they'd be in the NFL, NBA. Anything like that, actual in the WWF. So if you have well, any type just, of huge, it's just like uh, who also just popped in my mind. I think of it. It's like Terry Crews playing anyone's father in any movie is like <laughs> way too fucking big. At but least in Brooklyn Nine Nine, they like make fun of it. Yeah, like he's yeah. Jacked. But like when he was in Everyone Hates Chris as his father, and he was just like I think uh, a mailman. It's kind or a garbage of, man. but I kind of believe that though. Super Jack Mailman. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I I had. I always found it ridiculous in um, Jingle All the Way. Arnold just being a mattress salesman. I was worried no one was <laughs> going to say Jingle All the Way. I was like, how can we? Did we cover this on the commentary? Is that why nobody's did. bringing I, it up? Like, <laughs> no, my number one, my number one customer. Don't worry, you're my number one customer. What's his job in True Lies? He's just selling. Uh, no, but he's a spy. That's what I'm saying. Like it's his day job. He's like a computer salesman makes... or some shit. Yeah, yeah it's like well, that makes you know, so comfortable. In he's a scientist. Yeah, that one's ridiculous too. I always like how they they wrote him in the when he played Mister Freeze. They were like, also he was an Olympic. Le- he's like brilliant scientist and Olympic level athlete. So they just like made it so he, Arnold could play the part. Like <laughs> all of a sudden, Mister uh, Freeze was like a yeah, sure, okay. But okay. I, can we also I talk about? I was just oh, saying, talk about Arnold as uh, uh, the Predator accent. Like, he's Austrian. He's supposed to be this fucking American soldier. Like, any anything that Arnold's in is supposed to be an American soldier. By the time you get to, like, the mid-90s, you've got to figure that Arnold was probably, like, taking voice lessons to keep his accent. Like, <laughs> he'd been in the country so long. He's like, that's my brand. I need to go. I need to work on it. I can yeah. speak a little. Well, there's a great video of um, there's a famous uh, Jets game that Arnold that like uh, where they came back from like this crazy deficit on Monday Night Football, and Arnold was in the booth. It was like 1999, and he couldn't say the players' names, so he's like, "I really liked Wayne Corbett." Oh, fucking yes! It's like, but he's like in the booth, and it's like this insane game that's like memorable today. And, like, a big highlight of it is that fucking Arnold can't say any of the players' names. And it's <laughs> 99 or something. I could only make it better. It does. Um, How about you, Brian? What you got? Can I just um, maybe Brian, I just one pop in my head. It's oh, complete oh, opposite of um, the big guy of this. I've always found uh, in the movie Heavyweights, 
the who's supposed to be the 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 big fitness guy Lars, like his oh, uh, yes. his, his uh, lackey. I yeah. always found him to be pretty like like not that strong to be that intimidating for that movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of those a, kids, that one kid that, like, hits the home run, that dude could smash Lars, like... Yeah, that's what I was saying, like, Lars I looked at ass. Lars being like, oh, this was miscast, you just ran out of time. Anyway, sorry, Brian, it's just... People who are not big enough now, okay, that's kind of yeah. where I'm coming from, because my pick, I was trying to think of somebody specific, and there, I probably could, but honestly, every actor who played a superhero before 2011, like... No one was big enough to play a superhero till Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth came in as Captain America, Thor, and changed the game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wesley Snipes? Yeah, but he played that character didn't need to be like he played like okay. Wesley Snipes yeah, is shredded, right. but he didn't need to be huge. Like, but like when somebody was playing Thor, he needed to be because you can say Christian Bale got big to play Batman, but he kind of got too big. Like, you know, yeah. and he had to thin yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Um but like you look at Fucking like uh like uh, Hugh Jackman, he's got a fucking dancer's body in the first X-Men movie. Uh <laughs> Christopher Reeves was just tall with broad shoulders, but he was skinny as a fucking rail. Michael Keaton was all padded out, and that guy's like five four. Like uh, it just nobody who played yeah. a superhero till yeah, you're right. eleven yeah. had had it. Nobody had it. Oh, that's insane to think about. Nicholas I mean, Ghost Rider. Yeah. I'm I'm trying I to think. Know, of Michael Chiklis. Like, Michael Chiklis was pretty Jack for the pretty thing. Jack. Well, yeah, and even though Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher, but they give him a character where he didn't need to be huge and jacked. Like, why did the Punisher need to be the guy? Dolph Lundgren should have played fucking Superman. Like, put black in his hair, make that oh, motherfucker man. Superman. Oh well, well, I got hard. I got scared with that pause, Brian. <laughs> put him <laughs> in blackface and have him play black Superman. <laughs> as Stallone <laughs> famous. As Stallone famously said on the set of Masters of the Universe, <laughs> you gave that guy lines? <laughs> I, mean, I like the pun. It, I, fucking Dolph Lundgren Punisher over Tom Jane Punisher. I'll say it right here. Oh, I'll stick wow, to that. Wow. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Wow. Wow. I, I, said it. I got hot takes. Check out the DVD bunker I did on Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. <laughs> we got hot takes. We got hot takes. <laughs> Available on YouTube. Just search DVD bunker and we'll, we're get, you know, let's make it happen, guys. All right, so... Didn't that go off the air? Yeah, now it's hot takes of Billy Business. Uh, The same show. So anyway, let's go on. Uh, So we're going to do little things a little different this episode. We're actually just going to go right into talking about Cliffhanger, and then we're going to do our last topic after. You didn't even fucking bait it at all. So... Another Cliffhanger. (laughs) <laughs> so many cliffhangers so in this episode, last week, guys. Last week we wa- we put the guys watch Cliffhanger. Uh, it's a slow movie about rock climbing. That's pretty much all you need to know. Uh, an outdoor thriller in which a former mountain rescuer is pitted against. It's a Die Hard of- on a mountain. Let's just get on with it. All right, Die Hard on a mountain, you motherfucker. <laughs> And uh, it's Die Hard on a Mountain so much that John Lithgow is flat out doing a Hans Gruber impression the whole oh, yes. movie. It's so he's much just smarter, though. straight it's up so doing a John Hans Gruber. There's even he's the there's smart. even the blonde the blonde bad guy with the long hair and the one black guy in the group too. Like they yep. went full. There was a, there was a on moment the I thought that was I thought it was Bob from uh, Batman Eighty Nine. <laughs> Bob, him, my gun. I thought that was a fucking guy. I was like, well, okay. So 
cliffhanger, I haven't seen this movie probably since I rented it, and I was like four or five <laughs> years old, and I have vivid memories of the intro scene and then playing cliffhanger on my couch. Um, and uh, honestly, so this was a first watch, basically. Yeah. And uh, this movie's a fucking blast. I'll just get right to it. That's fun. It is. It is. It is so ridiculous. Oh, directed and, by our buddy Rennie. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's got my notes Rennie. too. Got a prop, mad props to Rennie Harlan, of course. And and, and I, it's it's actually pretty fucking like. There's a lot of tense. It's pretty fucking tense. Yeah, I mean, so we I, can, got, I got a question we about do just opening? a real quick rundown of the plot. I mean, I know. Yeah, I yeah. Sure you know what? I'm go ahead and just like plots. tell people what happens till you know. Just give them the basics so that we can. Yeah. In case they don't know. So Stallone is a uh, Stallone, his wife, and another. Not dude, that detail, man. Not that. Detail. All right, sorry. The rest, the rescue. <laughs> like Stallone rescue and his break. girlfriend Michael Rooker, they all work for Mountain <laughs> Rescue. Yeah, they work for the Mountain Rescue, and as they're rescuing Michael Rooker and his and his girlfriend, uh, she Stallone, uh, she slips out of Stallone's hands. Not his fault. She dies to her death. And it's the big guys to her death in the murdering. She did what? She she got murdered. <laughs> she <laughs> she got dies to her death. She dies to her death. Stallone she, has that murdering character. Oh, and he does this face a lot. Um. So, and then basically, did you, did you see the Facebook commercial for the for the Super Bowl? He basically has that face now permanently. But all the time, his, yeah. his, he looks like a he looks like a leather bag filled with sawdust these days. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so does that, and then he disappears afterwards because he can't deal with it. Comes back to town. Eight months later, we jump ahead. We do a time jump. Eight months. A group, and then a group of terrorists crash a plane into the mountain that's holding money. hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's got like 30. three cases with like. 30 million a piece in it or something like that. Basically some weird treasury bills that only this guy knows how to get rid of. That's how they know that it's this, that it's John Lithgow. Big bills. They're like a thousand dollar bills. And it's like, we only produce them for the, you know, they, some reason they can only, only John Lithgow, the master criminal can deal with these. (laughs) FBI crooked cop guy to help them uncode it. Cause he's part of the plan. And basically, they need to call rescue service up so they could steal their plane back. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, they crash their plane, and then they need they basically use like mountain rescue to come get them and help them find the cases. And that's yeah, that's that and then the rest of the movie is that they fight die hard. Over the money. Yeah, and then die hard ensues. Right. Yeah, it's very even, die hard from there on. Even even Stallone, uh, instead of not having shoes on, he doesn't have a shirt on for most of it, and it's yeah, like well, first of all, that's what I was gonna say right about this whole movie. None of these motherfuckers are wearing hats. They'd all be in real bad shape. Yeah. Up on top of they got no hat. They got nothing covering their ears. I, I was hurt. I was like, nah, they'd be dead. Your nose would I be fucking this, falling off. <laughs> is this a, is this an alternate universe? Does this take place on an alternate universe? Because I think in this universe, hypothermia is not a thing. It's not real. <laughs> it just does not. Ex- yeah. He goes. I mean, Stallone doesn't wear a shirt. He goes under the water and comes out. Yeah. And as long as he throws on a fresh sweater, he's good to yep. go. A sweater yep. that fits him sweater. perfectly in a weird museum on the top of the mountain. <laughs> 
with like antique antique equipment. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk real quick about the heist, about the whole thing with getting the money off the plane. I think that's a great action. That's a great action. Heist? Huh? The Chris Nolan heist? Oh yeah, yeah. Chris Nolan ripped this off apparently. You want? You want? You guys want? I was going to say the Air Force One kind of ripped it off uh, late, like only a couple years later, because they have a big sequence that feels very much like this. Trying to piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that was a good action beat. All the action sequences in this, even the ones that don't make sense, are fun to watch. Like Rennie Harlan directs fun nineties action. About these films is the squibs. You get shot. Blowing up. The fucking there's some good squibs. It's so good. Even the even the two. The, my favorite part of this film. I'm not jumping through anything, but the two uh, stoner stop uh, jumping, man. <laughs> jumpers, free jumpers. Yeah, incredible part of the film. The guys who like, jump off the side of a mountain and then are all of a sudden free falling uh, clearly <laughs> out of a plane. Like I was like, there's no way. What was there like a 50 foot pin of uh, cliff that yeah, came out they could jump so off of? Like. <laughs> I, I give I give all the stunts in this film a ten because the one they're doing the jumps, but I give it like a negative two because you can tell all of them have parachutes when they jump, and they like even the woman who's doing the free fall from the beginning scene, you can see that all of a sudden she has a backpack on and like a full on parachute backpack. You're like oh, okay, so at some point that's a free can, jumper she's gonna pull. Can it. I ask? Can I ask a question? Because I had, I had many questions about the opening, but we can skip over some of them. But the one that I have is, how the fuck did that woman get to that top? They because say he barely, she, she barely knows how to fucking tug a fucking rope. Yeah, I love the, the, the girlfriend makes a comment about that when Stallone's yes. feeling bad for himself about how like what was he doing with a girl up there who could barely climb and yes. stuff like. How did she get yes. up there? It's like she, that's yeah. definitely a peak. Mm. Rooker, Rooker carried her most of the way, I guess. Yeah, Rooker was another. See the guns why, on the Rook in this one; he's looking good. That's why like, his knee blew I mean, out. Stallone is, uh, is oh yeah, that's right. Stallone is Jack, but after the accident, there's rumors that the character was like doing weird exercises in the gym. He was like hanging down and then just lifting weights, and everybody was just super confused as to why the fuck that dude is like doing weights. <laughs> but it paid off when he was in the in the cave, and he just does. There's some rock press. There's some like stunt double rock climbing at the very beginning where a dude is doing some stuff that like there's no way with Stallone's muscle mass his body would bend that way. Like he just I'm can't do sure. it. Like, he's so heavy. He's like two yeah. This I'm guy's all like lifted and doing splits in the air while he hangs yeah. onto the thing. I was like, I'm that five, ain't five, I'm pretty sure in the IMDB trivia. There's like a thing of like the rock climbing like professionals on set was like he has just te- like like he has terrible rock climbing form. Yeah, well, like they're like no way Stallone. This is what ignited my like big arms. Like you gotta be lanky yeah. and lean to do the rock. Be I mean, good at free rock solo, climbing. free solo. That dude is like a stick, and he has or, or he you has gotta be Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, that intro sweet. And that's the same intro we got here. Yeah, yeah everybody's you know, stealing from Rennie. Everyone should just watch Variety's uh, The Rock Climbers uh, talk about films about rock climbing. It's really fucking good because they actually have the guy from Free Solo talk about Tom Cruise's Mission Impossible 2 thing. And he says that's more realistic than Cliffhanger. Just a heads up. 
little little spoiler. Speaking of realistic, <laughs> can we talk about some of the sets? Like the jumping back and forth between people who are actually outside and the people who are on sets that are meant to look like they're outside is pretty <laughs> jarring in this one. <laughs> I was like, there's a couple times I was like, did they just step onto the Star Trek set? Like there's some big old foam knocks and some like real styrofoam looking uh, like snow and shit. Like foam, like the snow doesn't look real at all or anything. You know what? I'm mad at Rennie because he. He, we we killed the um, the old man honestly for uh, no reason. You, okay, here's a question. Body count. He's, the same, he's there for the same reason the stoners are there. It's so that you don't have to kill Michael Rooker. They well, want to keep Michael Rooker alive, so you need some bodies. John Lithgow. How are we going to know John Lithgow's bad if he doesn't kill him his other his the own of the movie and other people? <laughs> that is so bad. What's the he's last? He's so bad film? that he can drive a helicopter and point a gun. And keep a hostage at bay while he's landing the helicopter, and then like luring her in. Like she could have run out. So moment. many amazing lines in this movie where he's like, "You want to kill me? Well, take a number and get in line." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I love the you resilient bastard. You're still alive. <laughs> do you do you like? Uh, do you think about like? Um, fuck! I just lost what I was gonna fucking say. God damn it! Go on. So Bong Joon Ho rips. You know what I'm saying, yeah. guys? Hey. I I I just oh, I killed the momentum. I think <laughs> no. I I think his uh. Just cut that out, TJ. What what's the time? Somebody tell TJ the time so we can cut that shit out. Oh, uh, literally, it's 59 minutes. Um, <laughs> I I I think his his cat villain though is awesome because he is just willing to kill anyone at any moment that's why keeping michael rooker alive makes no sense but all of them all of them were so extra sadistic like all of them were like super evil like the black guy was like super evil it's like they took the diehard crew and cranked everybody up to the level of the blonde dude so it's like a whole team full of crazy blonde guys were out for blood bloodlust like I also love that, like, you know, every other movie we've seen, Rambo and all the rockies, and he's always supposed to be a badass, but since in this one he's just a rock climber, we get to see him, like, pretend to be John McClane and get his ass kicked for, like, five <laughs> minutes by that black kung fu dude. That guy's great. He's kicking the shit out of him. He's doing some oh, roundhouses. There's, there's a scene where I laugh where, where he has, like, the knife and they separate. They're, like, like there's a weird fight and he just stays like this. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is that? Also, oh, and I love the. Uh, I'm a big fan of the soccer hooligan. Uh, oh yeah, guy oh, his whole so speech good. about the yes. about the soccer while he's kicking Michael Rooker's ass. I love that super specific character point. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> with that guy, I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get like a little thing here. Also, I love, speaking of a, a topic earlier, it, it, it's circle of uh, how the diehard ripoffs, like you know, blank on a plane, this and that. This is the one that has an action star in it, so it doesn't work like Die Hard. Like Bruce Willis isn't jacked like Stallone. Yeah. So There's only a couple of that Die Hard on a blank that we're gonna think Under Siege is another pretty good one. Well, uh, Speed. Well, is there like a moment where speed, like they yeah, make, Speed's good. I would say like in the beginning of the right. film where they make uh, <laughs> the, again we'll go back to where they they're having Stallone go to find the first case, and he's like uh, tie his tie foot up, put him on a rope. And he's like yeah, and he's like. Take his jacket for insurance. You're like, what? And then he <laughs> takes his shirt off, and as soon as he's Stallone Jack, wouldn't you be like, God, 
Yeah. You know what? Actually, just no, shoot the it. guy looks really he big. Looks yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, he'll actually so he's bigger than every single person there. Even the dude who karate chopped the fuck out of him. You're like, that yeah, dude should been like taller, oh. but he wasn't as jacked as Stallone. Also, Stallone, also Stallone ends up picking that guy over his head and stabbing him. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, <laughs> also, Stallone that, like, hadn't he, he been fucking working. worked out those shoulders. He hadn't been working for eight months. No way that guy is keeping up that regiment rock climbing gym routine when he just had this traumatic experience. Yeah, but yeah, also, he like abandoned his wife. Sucking down booze and feeling bad by for By the himself. way, by the way, I, I don't know who his wife is, but I'm in love. Yes. Are you talking about the girl from Northern Exposure? Yeah. Dude. The balls she's beautiful. I don't know why she ever did anything. She like she did Northern Exposure, and then she was in this, and I don't know what I don't know what happened to her after that. The balls on Stallone to like walk out on his wife for eight months and then show back up. He's like, "I'm here for you." I don't think they were married. I think they were in a relationship. I don't think they were like living together. I don't think well, they were called, married. He called he called him the girlfriend in the beginning. Like shortly, he's like, "Hey, so and so sitting." He's like, "Oh, the only one he hits on me is me." Like those type of things. Like it's like a yeah, weird. Yeah, I think story. they were like living girlfriend yeah. boyfriend. Still, but like, okay. still, he's like, still, all right, there's no I'm back. I'm back. But he just came back to get his stuff. He knew he was out on the do- out of the doghouse. He didn't expect to like come home to a happy home or anything. I love the fact that he like when he when they're making him climb without anything. He's like, I need my fucking uh my my rock bolt gun and my fucking pickaxe. I'm like, nah. So like, there's some type of like, I guess you can like think that like, okay, he's not free climbing all the time. He needs like some like tools yeah. to help, which he uses at some point later in the film. Where oh, he like later he gets he, those antique tools from the yeah. shed or whatever. Later yeah. when he randomly had the fucking ice shoes. Oh yeah, that has those giant hooks in them so he could climb on the ice. And I was like, "Where'd those come from?" <laughs> Just been comfortably wearing those as he walked around on the mountain. They were under I, his uh, turnaround back cap. I, I love how he just turned it around like he's not even referencing over the top. He's like, you know, my character is how character I roll. Also, yeah, absolutely. Also likes to do this. I. Uh, yeah, I you know I liked I like the rook in this. He gets a good he gets a couple good scenes. Um, I like when uh, they're having their they're burning the money to stay warm. I like that yeah. you know like then the dude finds me, he's like that money's fucking gone. What do you think I, I didn't hang on to it? What do you think I'm carrying around forty pounds of money? <laughs> when I saw this I like- movie back in the day, I always thought that I saw that obviously in this film you get the whole scene where. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is trying to survive, uh, save uh, Michael Rooker's uh, girlfriend. She dies. I always thought Michael Rooker was the fucking leader of the terrorist group. I never knew that it was just some like coincidence events that happened where it's like, hey, we live. He came back for revenge on Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, like Can some we? weird thing. So I always thought he was attached to it. So now when I'm watching this whole movie, I'm like, Damn, that makes me like Rooker a lot more. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. Like he's just a fucking actual like good fucking guy actor. It's like one of those yeah. things. Can we can we talk about though the the deaths the opening death scene of of how much it's not Stallone's fault, but also just like how much she could have more she could have done to to oh, save her that's life. That's what I'm saying. She instead could have grabbed just, a fucking rope instead of talking. Be like help. But as soon as as soon as she felt the first tug, her I, I leg should have come up. I'm not going to get into the victim blaming. Her leg, she was panicking. <laughs> She's fucking panicking. The um, legs come up and you grab the rope. 
and um, she's not experienced. Not she's freaking out. Everybody's yelling I, at her. I she's like got this the, giant muscle guy coming at her down the rope. I like <laughs> a fucking, this. Like the Exorcist. He, I like. <laughs> I like this bit of a uh, uh, trivia. The glove they used was so snug on her hand they had to like extra lube it up so it slipped off. OJ, because, yeah, they like, the OJ. gloves are really tight. They don't just come off like that. Oh, yeah. we have to talk about we have to talk about the 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 culminating fight in the in the helicopter, the hanging helicopter. With, uh, I was going to say, is there anything we need to say up? about the action beats up until then? Like I said, like once it kicks in and like, I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. He's, it's basically him on the mountain trying to find the cases before the terrorists do, Couple and shots. because because you know uh, they got Michael Rooker leading them, they're slower, and he can like go up the side of the mountain and keep ahead of them and shit, and and one by one he fights the bad guys. It's pretty standard '90s action movie stuff. So I just wanted to make sure, see if there's anything I, else we didn't talk about any other points before we get into the finale and shit. So we, okay, yeah. let's talk about this. Uh, oh, so the stoners, the stoners get caught. They get oh, shot. Yeah. The one gets shot jumping off the mountain with parachute. And yeah, we he think gets, he's so, gonna make it, but he no. Uh, does he make it? No. Well, this is what I want to ask. This is what I forgot that I want to ask. So, has anyone remembered a film where they do the entire opening credits with everyone's name that's in the film, right? Just like oh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Michael Rooker, so and so, and then you have so and so as Frank, just sure, one yeah. character as the one name, which <laughs> is the helicopter driver. Which yeah. you get that one scene where the stoner falls into a. And you get the wolf, the wolf eyes, like the camera shot on the wolf eyes, and the wolf yeah. bites his foot. Like the Wolf's weirdest little like interaction scene that has nothing to do with the film, just to pull him off a tree to that kid to get shot and killed, and Frank get murdered a second later. Like those weird scenes in these action films that just don't make any sense. Like we have a pack of wolves. <laughs> now let's do something with it you're like we need like, gore we need blood man exactly. yeah. <laughs> i always think stuff like that is like stuff that somehow survived from an older like an older version of the script and it's like somebody liked yeah. it so they left it in and they did some other rewrites that make it kind of not feel like it makes sense anymore but like somebody liked having wolves in the movie like, so like re- for some reason it represents these people and the, yeah. the lone wolf and <laughs> the gray. it it yeah it's so dumb I just like the balls of uh, John Lithgow running full speed and tackling a dangling Stallone. Like all the both of them could have fallen off the helicopter off that tackle alone. Like they, yeah. he, he went for a, a kamikaze attack at that. Yeah, point. he was like, "We're just He's going." He's so jacked that he held on. The fucking, I love it because the it's an upside down ha- helicopter hanging against a mountain. It's yeah. a great place to have a final fight scene. I have to say, a great setting. It reminded me of the end of the first Metal Gear Solid when you're fighting on top of the big Metal Gear. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it was great. <laughs> I think I don't remember Metal is- Gear Solid too. <laughs> I was gonna say the Ooh, best look thing at me. is that I'm still in my twenties. Fuck yourself, Joe. <laughs> you listen. It was sort of the PS2. I gotta say the best like part of like the action scenes of this film is that showing that Sylvester Stallone is just willing to prove that I can get in a scene and beat the and I could probably beat the shit out of anyone in the scene. They're just gonna let them fight normally. Like Sylvester Stallone could have destroyed Lithgow in a heartbeat. One elbow. All guys One elbow fought. to the mouth. Oh come and on. He killed him. You know, he there's nothing. There's the best acting is Sylvester Stallone being like, "I'm jacked. You can still you can still go in with me if you want it." <laughs> like that's shows. how it goes. All right. You're not so, 
So let's move on to the Yusuf hit us off. To the ratings phase. All right. TJ, what did you think? Uh, I'll give this... Okay. This is a great film. I'm giving this one a clean eight. Briefcases, flying out of a plane. Type of, I, I got nothing funny. You know what I mean? It's a good film. I haven't seen this since I was fucking a kid. Yeah. Just, Wait, I what? forgot about it for a while. I think it's fucking incredible. It's a great action film, so definitely check Brian? it out. Um, I think this is a good... I, I think as far as Die Hard Anna movies go, this is up there, but it's not the best one. You know what I mean? There are some better Die Hard Anna movies that... Um, and I don't think this is like Stallone's 100% best. Uh, they're, they're, I think that this watching... like. Unobject, like just as a fan, I loved watching it. It was so great and it's so fun, and the fucking Lithgow performance is great. But like taking a step back and objectively trying to assess it in the canon of Stolen films, it, it took a little bit of a hit, I think, for me. Like some of the production stuff was a little shaky and whatever. Um, I'll probably give this like like a seven, you know, okay. like a like a like a solid oh, seven. seven. I'm with you, uh, uh, Yusuf. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, it also helped that I watched wasn't it on my uh, laptop, and it was I had a double screen, so it was even tinier. So the defects. All the movies are supposed to be seen. Yes. Yeah. So the defects weren't as glaring as Brian's uh, watch, but I'll give it uh, 7.5 falling women. One of them is cutting half for some reason. Um, <laughs> out of 10. Mm, I love right. when John Lithgow kills his own girlfriend too. What a fucking uh, bastard, right? I'm like, a, what a he's he's only in this. I'm uh, I'm gonna be the highest rated on this. I'm gonna give this a eight point two found sweaters. And now mm-hmm. you're just trying to be ten. You know that sweater smelled like shit too. <laughs> oh, it was musty. Oh, musty it was probably and shit. warm. It probably bro- cracked. So anyway, like I said, it's a little different. We're gonna run through uh, our top five non. Uh, yeah. non-franchise Stallone movies. So that means no Rocky, no, no Rambo. No Rocky, no Rambo, no cheating. Those are easy ones. I even almost fell into no, the trap. I was like, oh, don't forget about Creed. And I was like, motherfucker, that's a Rocky movie. Quit so we, put Creed on your list. So, we, so we're running along. So I think we should just ramble off our top fives. And uh, if you really want to call something out, talk about it, just, just – Kind of, you know, well, there's going to be some crossover. So, like, I'm sure, crossover. You know. so, Brian, it's your topic. You kick us off. Oh, okay. That's the one. Um, number five. Now, my, I, I'm going to tell. I'm going to say right now. I don't have. They're not all great films, but they're films I love. Number five, Assassins. Fucking Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Really? written by the Wachowskis. They tried to take their name off of it because they didn't like it, but it's got a ton of Wachowski-isms, <laughs> including hackers with weird code names and weird shit like that. It's got Julianne Moore. It's just a fun, dumb, but I, I think it's a really good one. Great, great Antonio performance. Uh, number four, Cliffhanger. If you'd asked me That's before I watched four. it, it probably would have been a little higher, but I think I was like, no, I need to assess this properly. It's good, but it's a number four good. Um, number three... This one will probably get me some heat. Fucking Expendables, man. I love that first Expendables That's a franchise. Movie. Nah, we said no Rockies, no Rambos. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. The first, first Expendables movie, You're I know a lot of people think too, that it, it kind of... Uh, a lot of people think that it like 
it found its feet in the second one, and the second one is better. I personally like the weird tone of the first one. That's kind of half trying to be a serious movie and half being a crazy action movie. I'm into that. Um, number two, Copland. Fucking great movie. Just a great fucking movie. Great drama. <laughs> great performance. Lo- it, go watch Copland. Really... And this is when I came too late. I didn't see Copland until like last year. So came too late. And then number one, was there ever any question? Fucking Demolition Man. The, one of the best sci-fi comedy action movies of the 90s. It's amazing. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, baby. Who I think that's know? all of our number ones. A, does anybody have anything besides Demolition Man at number one? No, it's my number one. <laughs> no, it's number uh, one. Yeah. It's all right. So, <laughs> guys, uh, good. Uh, TJ, why don't you go with your top five? Yeah. Uh, number five for me, uh, I'm a boxing guru. I love boxing. It's not Rocky. It's not Creed. It's Grudge Match. I love Sylvester <laughs> Stallone versus Robert Dude, Nier. I've never Dude. seen that. It's one I, of those fucking stupid movies that you just fucking, on a Saturday morning on TNT or TBS, Yousef, I just fucking... TJ <laughs> never up. watches a movie that doesn't have commercials in it. TJ, <laughs> my favorite part about Grudge Match is the posters are all just oh, photoshopped bodies of him and De Niro on other people. Like, oh, it is. It's so good. Them it's leaning on, like, Photoshop shot. leaning on the fucking ring, ring, <laughs> ring posts yeah. and shit. Yeah, I remember. Uh, um, for me, is uh, over the top. Straight off the bat. Uh, it's one of those ones I've saw in the 80s. I've never seen that ever since, but... Yeah. Haven't we watched it? It's a blasty blast. Honorable yeah, DJ, man. DJ, exactly what the fuck it is. DJ, haven't I drunkenly showed you over the top? Not together yet. That was uh, a weird sentence. When, no. when your movie isn't 100% sure of your main character's name, you know you're in a good place. <laughs> Hawk or Hawks. Now, three for me is Cliffhanger. Because this movie brought it way back for me. Yes. I thought something completely different for this movie than when I watched it last night. I fell in fucking love. So I feel like Cliffhanger is going to be a, a winter watch for me all the fucking time now. Solid now, movie. Yeah. Why two, two Judge Dread. Oh. Wow. You Ooh, have to go way out of left field here. It's comedic. I, okay, again. Now let me tell you. I never seen They Cop, definitely were trying to capitalize on the chemistry between Rob Schneider and Sylvester Stallone yeah, from Demolition Man. They were like, we got to get those two back together. <laughs> I've never seen his like his, a lot of his uh, a lot of his films other than the franchise ones, and obviously for me, other than Judge Dredd, number one, Demolition Man, hands down. So we'll move on. I do All like right. that big robot that's in uh, Judge Dredd. That's a great practical effect. Yeah, Sandra Bullock uh, sex. Yes, I I'm gonna go. The Yusuf's gonna go, and he's gonna give his pick after. Ooh, nice. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So. I'm gonna go with number number five is Escape Plan. I it's a newer Ooh, one. I love Escape. Plan. I actually found that movie a ton of fun. I've I've seen it a few times. Have you watched uh, the I sequel? Think, no, because I <laughs> only saved straight to DVD movies of Nick Cage or John Travolta. I was I don't know, man. It's got Batista in it though. Ooh, that Batista bump. All right, <laughs> give it, uh, that Stuber, give it that Stuber bump. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think Escape Plan got wrongly hated when it was released. It's a ton of fun. Good premise. Uh, my number four, like Brian's, is also Cliffhanger. Uh, I, I think we already said about Cliffhanger. Number three is Copland. Copland is, as Brian's, is just a legitimately a good drama. Never seen it. A, 
has a, I think you would really. I think same. you guys would. Really I hadn't like. seen it till like last year. Somehow just slipped through, even though I heard it was good yeah. at the time when it came out. I still didn't get around to it. And it has a lot of like, it's just a strong performance. And weirdly, there's a lot of good actors in it. But Stallone's the best actor in the movie. Yeah, Stallone as is still the lead and still holds his own with De Niro and fucking all the other. You know, there's some big heavy hitters in it. Like so you're telling me, Stallone and De Niro made a yeah. movie. It's not grudge match. Yep. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right, I'm in. Uh, oh, my like number pre, two. Pre, and these are just three man De Niro. <laughs> uh, my number two, and these are just favorites. Uh, I absolutely love Over the Top. I've had so much fun with that movie. Uh, whether it's it's my it's probably my number one or top three like get drunk watches and just like live commentary. Like it's just, I have so much fun. Just with that so you fucking. guys know, I'm gonna make us watch Oscar sometime. So just so <laughs> so we're all on the same page. If we watch Oscar, <laughs> I'm going to read uh, live on camera. Roger Ebert's review of Oscar because I'm pretty sure that's one of the like most like gutted like movie reviews ever. Uh, and then number one, Demolition Man. Like yes, obviously. So you, you Stiff, uh, what do you got? And then what's your pick for next week? Or, I, was, uh, I was very surprised that <clears throat> very surprised that we all had different movies because I have different movies. Uh, number five, Daylight. And oh, I, I like, I, I like a good disaster movie. Never it's, seen uh, fancy. It's dumb. It's fun. It's disaster movie. Um, number four. This one is drenched, but drenched in nostalgia. Because I used to watch this as a little kid, and that is stop or my mom will shoot oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll give it up for Estelle Getty. Estelle yeah. Getty can get on this list anyway. I love anytime. how. I love how Estelle Getty refused to use a gun because she was so against gun rights, but the movie's called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> and she is doing... And the poster uh, has her with a gun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she's doing her uh, Golden Girls sh- uh, stick, and it's and it's wonderful, and she's making fun of Stallone, and it's hilarious. Uh, number t- three is a Cliffhanger. We already talked about it. Um, nice. Uh, number two, and this one is also drenched in nostalgia, but a different type of nostalgia. This is when I was a bad boy. I had 13. I was 13, and I was a bad boy, and that is Cobra. Ooh, oh, yeah. Good pick. Very Cobretti. Toothpick, and he just looks greasy all the time, and <laughs> he's a badass. Harry movie that stars Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, hey. and uh, and number one is Demolition Man. You know, I know how to use the shells, and that is fucking hilarious. I love that movie. Um, yeah, so the Real past- quick, speed round. Right. Everybody's favorite Rocky movie. Go. Rocky 4. Rocky 2. Yusuf? First one. Classic. Ah. Uh, <sighs> Rocky three, I think. I'm going oh, for it. Shit. We're all different. Right. Yeah, they're all very different. <laughs> it's our differences that make us the same, though. Love it. Oh, my God. Uh, so the past, I think the past three episodes have been very straightforward in terms of the movies. They're action movies. They're fun movies. Sure. And I want something weird. And, I'm, and I want something that you all are probably going to hate or are probably going to love. Colors. So we're taking us back to... My man, uh, uh, let me read his name so I don't want to. I don't want to spell it wrong. <laughs> Sir, uh, Sir Thirty Gilliam. Oh, we're, really? We're gonna watch Brazil. 
Oh, shit. All right, all right. Has somebody seen this movie? No, nope. I've never seen Brazil. Nope, never seen it. Boom, all right. I'm swinging for the fences. <laughs> I'm swinging for the fences. This movie is fucking weird, but I love it. It's a dystopian future, and shit gets weird, and it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, go watch it. Have fun. Turn, kill him? Der- Terry, yes, Terry Killam. We're going to watch Terry Killam made Brazil. Terry Killam? I thought you were going to say Maggie. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I think it's... A, a, um, it's on Hulu. What's the name of the guy? I always forget his name. He's nominated for an Oscar this year. Uh, Jonathan Price. I have the yeah, thing. Yeah, he's the lead. He's hilarious in it. It's available uh, on Hulu, guys, by the way. Also on YouTube for 99 cents. Oh, okay. Or you could get the fancy Criterion collection if you love it. I loved it. Oh, Criterion would be great. I can't uh, wait. Hey, man, Freddy Got Fingered is in the Criterion collection, so. All right, guys. That's, that's it for me. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just I'm looking forward to. So, I don't, what, TJ, when are you dropping this? Uh, I can do this week. Well, it's going right, to go up. guys, you're going to find week, us. Right? In, at... It's going to go up in our normal order, right? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So you're watching this from the past. I'm going to be in Puerto Rico We're while from you're listening past. to this. So I'll be sipping on my piña coladas. But you can catch me at wildlifemovies.com and at wildlifemovies.com. Uh, TJ, where can people find you? You guys are on Flyover State of Film YouTube right now. You can find me at, at TJ Dex on Twitter. Other than that. That's it, baby. Uh-huh. Brian, where can you find you? Uh, Twitter. Um, oh, yeah, RIP. Sorry, it just happened on uh, today. It'll be old news by the time this goes up, but the Yang gang just took a nosedive. Andrew Yang called it. He's not going to be uh, oh. running for president anymore. I know, shocker. My we all thought he was going to be the one, but I guess you're going to have to get My behind a different dollars. horse. Um, yeah. So, sorry to hear about that. You want to know more about your options? Check me out on Twitter, at Hershkillies. Yo. You find me at Chenega One, uh, doing the usual. He came to life. He was like, "Oh, it's not that hard. You're the last person to come fucking off." You know what I mean? That was like a fucking weekend at Burns, like and somebody turned episode. on the music. They have their own feel, you know? They got their own vibe. <laughs> 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 Joe is like weekend at Bernie's right now. Let's go. Bye, guys. Thank you for everything. Bye. 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 We love you so much. We love you.